Thank you for listening to this message from The Resting Place Tampa. We exist for the lost to be found, the found to be free, and peace to reign in our city. For more great resources like this, check out TheRestingPlaceTampa.com. any more time because right now we have an a very very special speaker my favorite by far give it up pastor Gigi come on down we are starting our worship series today so what better way than to start with one of heaven's most passionate worshipers you look a little messed up already all right this will be fun. Can I st- can I stay up here? No. Okay. Oh, I am still a little sloshy from the 9 a.m. because it was pretty intense, and even the worship. But um, this is a little bit different too. I have Miriam, who I love so much. Um, I had asked her to play. Just she has such a gift, and there's such so much so much healing in her sound, and I love her. And so um, I just wanted us to partner together because I believe even even music and, and all of that, especially with what we're gonna be talking about, I feel like it's gonna open our hearts up a little bit more. So if it makes you sleepy, it's the resting place, take a nap. Take a nap back there, Will, take a nap. I will not be offended. And if at any point during this message you need to come to the front and worship you want to find somewhere on the side you just need whatever it is i want you just to run to jesus as i'm releasing what i'm going to release if you need to repent if you need to cry if you need to hug somebody feel free um i don't know we'll just see what the lord does but i'm just gonna pray father oh god we love you We love you so much, Jesus. We thank you for the freedom that is in this room, Father. We thank you that there's freedom in this room because you are in this room. Oh, and Jesus, I just pray that every heart be open, Father God, that every heart would experience your tangible presence, would feel your wraparound presence, Father God. From their innermost being, Father, that they would just sense you and feel you as close as their breath, God. And we just say, Father, just expand our capacity even to worship you in spirit and in truth, Lord. That we're willing to lay everything aside to come to your feet, Jesus. Because you are what it's all about. You are worth what is worth living for. You, Jesus. So I just thank you for every person that is listening, Father God. I pray that you bring healing and wholeness where it might be needed. I pray that you bring joy and restoration and freedom and reconciliation where it might be needed. Oh, Father, that we would just hear from you, that we would just sense your presence so strong in this room, God. Oh, we just love you, Father. I yield to you, Holy Spirit. And I say, do whatever you want to do. Say whatever you want to say. Oh, Father, we love you. There's angels in this room. There are angels in this room. We had even someone said that they saw one earlier. He doesn't even normally see things, and he was talking about it. It's need an angel in this room. Whether you believe in that or not, it's here. The presence of the Lord is here. And there's angels on assignment that are released specifically for you. 
to help you, to encourage you. The Father loves you and he cares about everything in your heart. Oh, Jesus, we just love you. We thank you. In Jesus' name. My desire today would be for Jesus to be revealed to you in a new way. The enemy wants nothing more than to destroy and kill your revelation of Jesus Christ. The enemy wants nothing more than to blind you and distract you from really knowing how amazing Jesus is and all his attributes and his character and his likeness and his goodness. Because the more that you see him and the more that you know him, you get to know yourself and you feel you experience your strength and your courage and your freedom and your boldness. The more that you see Jesus, the more you become like him. The more you worship him, the more you talk like him and you think like him and you move into situations with power and authority. You find yourself just, I don't know, you just, you can feel the victory on you. The more you know Jesus, the more you see him, you will begin to see yourself, the real you. So of course the enemy would love to kill your revelation of Jesus Christ, but he's not gonna win. He is not gonna win and I pray that over everyone in this room that you would see the fullness of Jesus Christ, that you would experience every attribute of him, that anything that has hindered you, any lie that has made you think that he is anything else but good, and that has made you feel that you are anything less than worthy. Mm -mm. Not in the presence of Jesus. This is what happens when we worship him. We get a new revelation and an understanding of his might, of his love for us. Oh man, and we need to break through everything to get to that place and to see Jesus revealed. Ah. Um, I'm gonna read this. I'm gonna read a story in the scripture, um, and I love because Jimmy's been talking even about the alabaster box, and he touched on it in this morning, and he didn't even know I was speaking on that, so that was really, whew, really cool. But um, I'm gonna read this story. I know normally we have the scriptures, but I want this picture up, and this is what I want us to look at while I read this story. This is Mary. This is Mary at the feet of Jesus. Here's Jesus' feet. Her tears are dripping on him. She's drying her tears with her hair. This is extravagant worship. This is what costly worship looks like. This is what it looks like to minister to the Lord and to see him above everything else. So as I'm reading this, I don't know. I fully, just let this pierce your heart for a minute. It's Luke 7, 36. Afterward, a Jewish religious leader named Simon asked Jesus to his home for dinner. Jesus accepted the invitation, and when he went to Simon's home, he took his place at the table. In the neighborhood, there was an immoral, immoral woman of the streets, known to all to be a prostitute. When she heard about Jesus being at Simon's house, she took an exquisite flask made from alabaster, filled it with the most expensive perfume, and went right into the home of the Jewish religious leader and knelt at the feet of Jesus in front of all the guests. 
broken and weeping, she covered his feet with tears that fell from her face. She kept crying and drying his feet with her long hair. Over and over, she kissed Jesus' feet. Then she opened her flask and anointed his feet with her costly perfume as an act of worship. When Simon saw what had happened, he thought, this man can't be a true prophet. If he were really a prophet, he would know what kind of sinful woman is touching him. Oh man, do we do that sometimes where we invite the presence of the Lord into our home? We invite him into our gatherings and all we see is everything else. We see the sin in our lives. We get distracted by things other people are doing. Maybe somebody said something that just kind of threw us off. That was what this man saw. That was a religious spirit that was trying to keep Simon from seeing what was happening here. The revelation of Jesus Christ and what he did. Jesus said, and I love this because this is the prophetic gift of Jesus coming out because Simon just thought this and Jesus is like, Simon, I have a word for you. <laughs> it's like, I heard it. He says, go ahead, teacher. I want to hear it. He answered. This is the story Jesus says. It's a story about two men who were deeply in debt. One owed the bank $100,000 and the other only owed $10,000. When it was obvious that neither of them would be able to repay their debts, the kind banker graciously wrote off the debts and forgave them and all that they owed. Tell me, Simon, which of these two debtors would be the most thankful and which one would love the banker most? Simon answered, I suppose it would be the one with the greatest debt forgiven. And Jesus says, you're right. Then he spoke to Simon about the woman still weeping at his feet throughout this whole conversation. She's still at his feet. She's not even moved by what's happening or what Simon's saying about her. She doesn't care. This is all she sees. Jesus says, don't you see this woman kneeling here? She is doing for me what you didn't bother to do. When I entered your home as your guest, you didn't think about offering me water to wash the dust off my feet. Yet she came into your home and washed my feet with her many tears and dried my feet with her hair. You didn't even welcome me into your home with a customary kiss of greeting. But from the moment that I came in, she has not stopped kissing my feet. You didn't take the time to anoint my head with fragrant oil, but she anointed my head and feet with the finest perfume. She has been forgiven of all her many sins. And this is why she has shown me such extravagant love. But those who assume they have very little to be forgiven will love me very little. This is extravagant worship. Jesus enters the room and you see nothing else but Jesus. You minister to the Lord first. 
The church has been, has lost their captivation and this aweness and wonder of Jesus. No, you minister to God first. You minister to him before you feed the poor. You minister to him before you heal the sick. You minister to him before your spouse, before your kids, before whatever is going on around you, you go to Jesus. You go to Jesus. And I'm not saying that all of these things and to ignore them and to do whatever, but I so firmly believe that the response that happens when you minister to the Lord first and bring your stuff to him and worship him, no matter what's happening, he will come in and break through your situation of whatever it is. Minister to Jesus first. If you've been going to other things and seeing other things first, minister to him first. We think of all these things that we do and ministry work and all this stuff and we, we think that, that was that is what pleases the Father. And yes, it's good. We need to do those things. We need to build the kingdom. But sometimes we get burnt out and I think that's because we've stopped ministering to the Lord. We're so captivated and so busy and so focused on doing things and doing this and doing that. Whether it's to clear our own conscience, whether it's to post it on social media, whether it's just to say we did it, but the Father is bringing us back. There's an invitation to minister to the Lord and it's better than works. Worship, not works. Let this, let this be first. The King, Jesus. Mary didn't care how she looked or what anyone said or what they thought of her. She just needed to get to the feet of Jesus. She didn't think about the worth of her perfume being used to feed the hungry. She needed to give everything to Jesus. She just wanted to worship Jesus and minister to him. And that was the first thing in other accounts of this story. Simon, they even say, they're like, she could have fed the poor with that. She could have done all these things. What a waste. Oh man, but Jesus says this is extravagant worship. She wasn't thinking about the poor. She wasn't thinking about anything. She wasn't thinking about the fact that she was a prostitute and what people were probably saying about her. She said, I'm gonna get to Jesus because I experienced the freedom of this man. I've experienced his faithfulness in my life. I have seen him move and I don't care about anything else. He's worth it all. He's worth the best. He is worth the best. Ah. Mary worshiped because she had a revelation of who God was. That's why the enemy wants to stop that and steal that. She had a revelation of the goodness of her God. She had experienced his freedom and his mercy. And when she had the opportunity to worship, she jumped at it. She heard he was somewhere close and she ran. Do we jump at it? <laughs> Do you jump at every opportunity to be at the feet of Jesus? And I know things happen. I know life happens. And I know it's hard to do that. And I'm not even saying exactly how you do it. And I'm not saying, I'm not telling you how to do it, but are you doing it? Are you giving him something costly? Are you giving him everything? No matter what it looks like, no matter what you lose, no matter what you gain, 
no matter what you have to sacrifice, are you giving him something costly? Are you expressing your thankfulness to Jesus? And I get if crying at the feet of Jesus might not be your thing, dancing might not be your thing, you might have said that plenty of times, but are you expressing? It's not about how, are you? Are you? Are you giving him everything? Do you know maybe that you're supposed to be dancing and you feel it in you and you're like, nah, man, mm -mm. Do you know you're supposed to sit still when you're dancing around like crazy and Holy Spirit's like, hey, sit with me a minute. Are you gonna obey? Are you gonna do what he says? I mean, this week um, I uh, was doing some yard work and I laughed, I posted something online and said, if anybody wants to help me rip out all the plants from my backyard. And I was like, you would, you would have thought I like said I was gonna poison a child. They were like, how dare you? Save the plants. Like, oh my God, it was so bad. But anyways, I thought it was funny. And so, you know, I was doing some stuff with the yard and I was pulling weeds um, from the backyard that were in the rocks and just getting the place kind of cleaned up a little bit because we had the youth over. And as I was there, you know, I'm kind of praying about my message and I'm hating every minute of it because I hate the weeds and the mud and the dirt and the worms and um, it's just not fun for me. Some people find that therapeutic. It's not, not fun for me. And so as I'm there, I was thinking about how much I didn't like what I was doing. But then I started thinking about people that enjoy that. People that love doing that. They find peace. They find like uh, creativity comes out of that and just joy and they love it. They like being outside. They like the sun in their face, you know, all that stuff. And so I was thinking about that in regards to worship and listen to this before I finish because right away my thought was thinking of expression. I'm like, okay, I like to worship a certain way and I do this and I express a different way. Some people don't like to do that. You know, some people, they express like this and they enjoy it like this, so they feel free like this. And so I was like, maybe that's what applies to worship with people. You know, some are quiet, some are, you know, a little bit more low key, some are naturally kind of wild and loud and crazy and whatever. So I was like, for a minute, it settled in my heart of like, that that was okay. But then immediately, and this might shake something or I don't know, make anybody mad, but immediately the Lord was like, do not put me in that box. Do not compare me to what's going on. This, this is what you're happening. Like it, was a, it was a gut check for me. It's like, do not put me in that. I'm not a natural being, I'm supernatural. I'm not a personality type. You don't worship me because of how you feel in the moment. You don't worship me based on if you're an introvert or an extrovert. You don't worship me because your Enneagram is a nine and not a one. You don't worship me. You know what I mean? All of these labels, we put these labels on ourselves and then we get stuck in them. When someone tells you that you're, I remember taking this test and it said I was an obliger. And so I felt like everything I did was locked into that. Like, I'm an obliger. Okay, I'm an obliger. The test said I was. And I'm like, no, no. You know what I mean? And maybe there's things that I do. There's ways I respond. But it put me in such a box that didn't allow me to explore other types of ways that I might be. You know what I mean? 
Don't put yourself in a box just because you're considered an introvert or you're a quiet person or because you're a loud, exuberant lover, whatever. Jesus is not a personality type and he is worthy of the worship. He is worthy of worship and it's a commandment to worship him in spirit and in truth. So however you feel the spirit moving in you, man, you better say yes to how he's telling you. If he's telling you to come up here, you better come up here. If he's telling you to go pray for somebody, you better go pray for them. How is the spirit telling you to worship in that moment? And are you willing to look like a fool for it maybe? Are you willing to come out of your comfort zone maybe? Because it's not about how, it's about are you? I'm gonna put this scripture up real quick. Uh, Matthew 22, 37. This is gonna show you that this is a commandment. I'm not just saying stuff. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. Look at the next one in the Passion. I love it even more. It says, love the Lord your God with every passion of your heart and with all the energy of your being. That doesn't sound like a lazy praise to me. All the energy of your being and with every thought that is within you. Worshiping the King is not based on preference. It is a commandment. Everybody in this room has a shout in them. Everybody in this room has a dance. Everybody in this room has a cry. We were all created to worship the same God and we release our expression to the King, spirit to spirit. So if he's telling you to dance, are you gonna dance? If he's telling you to sit down, are you gonna sit down? It is a commandment to worship with all of your being and to come under what is happening in the room, at home, in your bedrooms, in the car, and releasing a costly worship to the king. A lot of you might say, I would never. You won't see me dancing up there. You won't see me over there in the corner with Sarah laid out rolling on the floor. And there's people maybe like that that are like, you won't ever see me sitting in the back row. How is the Father telling you to worship? Don't get it twisted and don't miss the point of ministering to the Lord, ministering to Jesus. Jesus is first. How is he telling you to worship? What is your spirit wanting to do and express because of the testimony, because you felt his goodness, because you've experienced his faithfulness? Partner with it. That is costly worship and it wouldn't be a commandment if it wasn't in each one of you to fulfill. He wouldn't command you to worship with all your energy if he didn't think you were capable of doing that. Do you give him a worship that is costly and that costs you something? In the natural, what Mary had in her bottle was worth a year's wages. It was everything she had. And she didn't give drops. She didn't give them just a little bit. Extravagant worship caused her to break that thing open. She cracked that thing open and poured it all out at his feet and said, you are worthy of all this. You are worthy of all of this in the midst of what I've been called, in the midst of where my life has been and my situation. 
I'm gonna break this thing open and I'm not gonna hold anything back. I'm not gonna hold anything back. Uh, I refuse to let the presence of God and worshiping Him become just a thing that the church does. Because then we've missed it. We might as well go home. If you don't even care about ministering to Jesus, that's a dangerous place to be. If you don't care about being in his presence and loving him and just looking at him and not thinking about what you're going to do next, not thinking of what's going to happen later, that is a dangerous place to be. And I feel that from the Lord right now. I know that's strong. But if you find yourself where you're having a, not a hard time ministering because you have to be intentional. But if you find yourself where you're, there's not even a desire to minister to the Lord, man, you better get on your face. You better seek him. You better look to him. I feel that right now in this room really strong that the enemy has tried to steal your gaze and destroy your passion for anything. And to he's just destroying and trying to steal your passion for the presence of God. And if you're not working, you don't even know what to do. If you're not serving, if you're not preaching, if you're not singing, you don't even know what to do. You feel useless. Oh, that is a lie. Come to Jesus first. Come to Jesus first. Oh, man. And when we lift it together as one voice, when we worship together, it's unstoppable. The power that happens all throughout Scripture, we see what unified worship and shouts of praise and singing in the Spirit does. Put up the, oh, there we go. This is what happened. Second Chronicles 20, 21 and 22. Unified worship brought confusion to the enemy. Joshua 6, the united shout tore down the walls and they took possession of a city. Acts 16, 25 to 31, their unified prayers and praises set everyone free from captivity and brought salvation. I don't tell you to shout and praise and say, thank you, Jesus, because it's what we do in church. I tell you, because I know what it'll do for you and your life. I know what it'll do. I know what it'll do for your situation. And I know, most importantly, that it moves the heart of God. It moves the heart of God. You want to see strongholds and things broken off your life? Minister to Jesus. Worship him. Praise him. Love him. You're tired of being in the same cycles? Look at Jesus. Stop looking at that stuff. Stop going through the same thing over and over again. Come back to the feet of Jesus and break open every drop that you have. Every last drop because he's worthy. He gave it all for us. So how dare we not give everything to him? We will not be bored in the presence of God. It will not become routine. Jesus will not become routine. Ministering to him will not. It'll become passion that you can't help but praise. 
You can't help but worship. And I want this house to be full of lovers of Jesus, not just to say that we are, not just to say we have good worship, but because I know what happens when a people come together and worship. It changes things. We can take over a city ministering to the Lord because he said, if I be lifted up, I would draw all men. We want to see the lost saved begin to lift up the name of Jesus. Come back to his feet. Come back to his feet. Oh, when I say lift your hands, I'm not trying to teach you how to worship. I'm not trying to teach you how to stand. I'm not trying to teach you how to dance as a worship leader. I'm just trying to show you Jesus. I'm trying to tell you that there's a king in the room. I'm trying to tell you to look at him. Not because I'm frustrated, because I'm excited for you to see a new side of his face and it'll mark you forever. It'll mark you forever. Coming to the feet of Jesus, can we honestly say that we have freely poured out everything to him? Can we honestly say that every time we've gathered, you've laid it all out? This isn't to come down on anyone. This is not condemning. So I break that in Jesus' name. This is an invitation, a beautiful invitation to approach the king, to come to him and to worship him and to love him and to seek him first above everything else. Maybe sometimes all you can do is whisper a thank you, Jesus. Maybe you can release a shout. Whatever it is in that moment, if it's extravagant and if it's costly, it'll move the heart of Jesus just like Mary did. It'll move his heart. He saw that. Don't be the other people that when he walked into the room didn't serve him, didn't wash his feet, pointed out sin, pointed out everything that was wrong said, I don't like that song. I don't like this song. I don't like that preacher. I don't like the lighting in here. I don't like that the stuff keeps falling from the ceiling. I don't like this. I don't like that. Come on, get over it and worship Jesus. Minister to him and love him because he is good. He is good. Oh my God. And my favorite part about this story is that Mary left that place smelling like Jesus. People would know where she's been. People say, I know where that woman's been. She smells like Jesus. I want to be known for that. Let us be known for that as sons and daughters, that people can come to you and look at you and be like, that man has been with Jesus. That woman has been with Jesus. I can tell. I can smell it on him. That's what will break chains. That's what will set people free. Experiencing Jesus on your life because you've been with him. Oh God, let us be known as a people. Oh, let us be known as a people where people, where someone can say, I know that they have been with the Father. I know that they've been with the Father. My desire week after week in this place. I would love, I would love to see these altars full.
during worship. I would love to see people spread out everywhere, just worshiping the King, having your own encounter with the Lord. And whether that looks like that or if it looks like sitting in your seat, I would love to feel that in the room you are expressing and ministering to the Lord how he is inviting you to. And you're not afraid and you're not scared. Nothing else matters. We think so much on everything else and you have to be intentional of just thinking on the Lord. It's easy to be distracted. That's why I said the enemy wants to destroy your revelation of him. He doesn't want you to see him. He wants you to see everything else and think about everything else and try to worship. And then 30 seconds later, you're thinking about something else. Why do you think that happens? Because he doesn't want you to see Jesus. Oh, Father, but you are our defender. You are our protector. So I say that our minds and our spirits and our hearts be protected by the blood of Jesus, that you have access, that you step into the presence every time and you see the fullness of Jesus. You see him and all the things that you come with, you'll see your heart begin, to, it'll begin to be healed in the presence of Jesus. I know there's things, I know that there's loss. I know there's pain. I know it's hard sometimes to worship oh but please let me invite you to a new reality a new way of living where in the midst of your loss you can praise in the midst of trials and struggles you can worship that is costly worship and that is worship that we cannot offer when we get to heaven because everything is going to be perfect costly worship is for now and how beautiful that we can do this in the midst of any crap going on in our lives. How we can do this in the midst of the world being how it is right now. How we can do this and minister to Jesus and see him first in the midst of any pain or anything you might be going through. He responds. He responds in the word he says, I saw what that woman did. That was extravagant love. Oh, I can move on that. Her faith is moving me right now because she sees me more than she sees the problem. She sees me more than her struggle. She sees me more than what people have called her and the names that have attached themselves to her. Oh, but I call her beautiful and perfect. So I just pray that your hearts would be so open to the Father revealing himself constantly you can live in a constant state of worship it might sound impossible and sound like a little far-fetched because of life we can literally live in a constant state of worship never ceasing prayer we can live in that and as we live in that we'll begin to see Jesus revealed, and then even the bonus, seeing who you are and what you are capable of. And let the Father remind you of what you carry, of who you are, that you're worthy, that you're beautiful. He wants to heal you. He wants to touch you. So Father, we just thank you, God, that we can come boldly to you that we can come to you with our mess like Mary 
and we can lay it all out. And I pray, Father, that everyone in this room, God, would not be ones that give drops anymore. We will not give drops, but we will break the jar open. Come on, if you could stand to your feet. I just want you, as we just continue to pray, I want you just to begin to adore him. Just partner with what's happening in the room. Just begin to adore him. Jesus, you are worthy. You are worthy. You are worthy. Even if you're in the middle right now of the worst storm of your life, be intentional. Let me teach you. Be intentional. Look at Jesus for a minute. Don't think about that thing. Don't think about it. Let tomorrow worry about itself. Jesus is here right now and he is beautiful and he is perfect and he wants to fill you with his freedom, with his joy, with his presence, with his love, with his healing. Look at Jesus. And if you're like, how do I look at him? What does he look, sometimes what does he look like in your mind's eye? Picture that. Maybe you're just gonna feel him. Maybe you're gonna feel a peace. Lean into it. Lean into it. If you're not feeling or seeing anything, say, Jesus, I love you. I want more. I want more of you. I will break open my worship before you, whatever it takes, whatever it costs me. I don't care, Father, because you're worthy. You're worthy. You're worthy. Come on, just for like the next 30 seconds, just begin to bless him. Come on, just bless him. Bless him, bless him, bless him, bless him, bless him, Jesus. Bless him with all your strength, with all your soul, with all your mind. Break open, a, break open the jar before him. If you've been giving him drops, maybe it's time for you to break that thing open. We're gonna have the prayer team come up. If you want someone to pray with you, let them pray with you. Father, we thank you. Just begin to break it open. I know church is done, so this is normally where we wind down, but let's not do that just for a minute. Come on, engage with the Father. Engage with the Father. Engage with the Father. He is here. His presence is here, and I believe he is healing and touching hearts right now. If you need prayer, you could come to the front. If you just want to be with Jesus alone somewhere, go ahead and do that. We're going to dismiss in a minute, but I just want you just to take advantage of this moment as a family together, because remember what I said happens when we lift up a sound together. Come on, just begin to lift up. Just say his name, Jesus, Jesus. Jesus, 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 Jesus. You might need to say it so you stop thinking of everything else. Jesus, 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 I need you, Jesus. I have to get to you. Jesus, I break open everything before you, Jesus. You're the reason why we're here, Father. You're the reason why we live and breathe and move, Jesus. Oh, that we would see you, Father, in every moment, Jesus. Oh, Father, we love you. We love you. I just speak healing over every heart for those who have felt unworthy to approach the presence of God. I break that in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, and I speak healing and wholeness over you that you would feel the presence of the Lord even while you sleep. Some of you have had a hard time sleeping because you've been dealing with so much mess in your mind. I just rebuke that in Jesus' name, and I release the peace of God over you. Release the peace of the Father over your thoughts, over the busyness, over the confusion. Some of you, it's caused you to have stomach pain because you're worried all the time. Go to Jesus. Go to Jesus. Minister to Him. Make room for Him. 
Make room for him in your day. Make room for him on your car ride to work. Make room for the king. And I promise you, it'll change you forever. Forever. Oh, Father, we love you. We love you. We love you, Jesus. And we thank you for the beautiful invitation, Father. The beautiful invitation to give you costly worship. No matter what it costs, I will worship you. No matter what it costs, I will worship you. I will worship you. I will worship you. Whatever it takes, I will worship you, Jesus. And I just want to release a fresh, I don't know, a fresh level of expression in your heart that you find yourself worshiping in a way that you never have. I don't care if it's here or if it's at home or in your car, whatever. Something would crack open in your heart that you would express your love for Jesus in a new way. Maybe you're not one who normally raises their hands. Oh man, I dare you. I dare you. I dare you to release a fresh surrender to the King. Maybe you're not one who normally sits and soaks in the presence during worship. Oh, I dare you to try something new. He takes us from glory to glory. So he's always doing something new. There's always an invitation for more. God, we thank you. We thank you. We thank you. We bless this. We bless this family, God. We bless this family, Lord. And I pray that they have divine heavenly encounters throughout this whole week. Father, give them dreams. Give them visions, Father God. I thank you for provision over every family. I thank you, Father God, for healing and restoration where it is needed, Father God. You are the best dad ever, and we just love you. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Can you shout Jesus? Come on, shout his name, Jesus. Oh, he's so worthy, he's so worthy. The prayer team will be up here if you wanna pray. Um, and we also have Fresh Start, and of course, if you wanna give, you can make your way that way as well, or give online, but be blessed, be blessed, be blessed. In Thank you for listening to this message from The Resting Place Tampa. We exist for the lost to be found, the found to be free, and peace to reign in our city. For more great resources like this, check out TheRestingPlaceTampa.com. In Jesus' name.